0: Thirsty hands presents... Scrooge sounds... Case number 892. Emails to one Louis Carlyle dated March 1998. Recorded by Elroy Patel, Researcher of the Mind, University of London. Recording begins. I'm used to getting spam emails. The ones that don't even make the filters to reach the employee's desk computers but our company servers attract a lot of such garbage and some were bound to clog. It's almost impossible for any one of them to grab my attention, so I was surprised when one of them managed to do so. The title screamed, How to Become a Vampire by the 21st Century. Now, the thing about a corporate job is that it is boring. Simple as that. So there are times, rare mind you, when I crave for something more. You know, something outside the monotonous daily routine and this email presented me exactly that. Clickbaits of this sort were all fun and games and it's my company's computer, so what does it matter, right? It looked interesting enough for passing the hour while Nicky yammered about his wife's fitness class and you couldn't care less whether we got the South Park deal or not. But I didn't know how deep this rabbit hole would lead me. It wasn't just an HTML link, it was a website. I couldn't even access without a VPN. It was a what the tech calls a dark net web link. All that sparked my engine so much that when I read the first line, you may not know yet, but you will soon. I I did what any 33-year-old escapist would do. I printed out the guide. 257 pages of company's A4s. It looked recreational, almost unimportant, but I wanted to read it. Even though I thought of it as a work of fiction. The pages of the guide looked like scanned copies of an old book. Dirty, yellow-coloured pages with worn-out corners, Handled with muddy brown hands on the cover that I could make out were vague letters I didn't quite understand. That didn't really resemble any script I knew of, but that intrigued me further. The handwritten font inside was English, of course, and I started reading more on what this was actually about, vampires, and how to survive as one. You know when you're so invested in something, like these new realities that the books and the tellies present to you, that you start believing they're true? I don't quite remember when my pastime turned into an obsession. But it all started making sense. The way the texts describe these creatures, their patterns and their motives, I could see them now if I wanted to. They exist around us, and only a few do. And I was convinced of Harry as being one of them. My benchmate. My colleague as one of them. And I couldn't shake that feeling away. The feeling of the other. The feeling of the inside screaming at you to go, really look, to see what exists in front of you. I was, I am, convinced that we've been ignoring what existed right in front of our eyes and I didn't want to be the same anymore. All I know is that I have become more aware these days of my actions and those around me. I have become aware and alert, looking and listening while I do anything else. Wary of those around me, flinching at even the slightest form of contact. Afraid that they are out to get to me. To sink their teeth in and take myself away from me. I know of the possibility of all of this being a hoax. That someone set me up and is just having some jolly fun looking at me act the way I am to prank the old idiot who decided to sign into their shady account, but it is tough to be rational when you see things, feel things. You cannot reason with logic. The texts talk about how the gaze of such a being we've called a vampire, a changeling, Chupacabra, Akuma, and all these other things has the power to hold, to hold oneself over the other. They can make you do things you didn't even want to do. Simple hypnotics, but on a much higher level, where the said victim has no idea of what's happening. But all they can do is obey. The power is uncanny. The power is visible if you truly want to see it, that That is the power I swear I saw that night. I know what I saw that night. I know what I saw was not a regular Saturday night affair. We were to go out for celebrating the deal we just signed into. Our boss Nick was to take the department heads out. It was I, Missy, Harry and a few more people whose name for the account wouldn't matter. We went to the nearby high-end bar of Chef Redok Street and settled in near the corner facing the dance tiles. We were having a good time, joking on how everything went down, who did what, how indifferent we were to the whole thing at first. And when the tequila started kicking in, everyone was off doing what they do on the floor, on the couch flirting, or playing by the poker table. But through all this, a small chilling air draft was all I needed, and my eyes were on Harry. I could see he was trying to charm Missy, and it was working, but now it didn't look all that innocent. It wasn't for The relation. It was for his next meal. And I couldn't help but watch the act. How the snake was seducing its nest prey and how helpless the little mouse was. Couldn't help but be eaten. I knew what fate held for her, but I followed still. Followed after them towards the sidebar. Into the outside near the alley that separated the buildings apart. And then it came, where she was a mere vegetable without her mind to scream out for her. His lamprey mouth just slid in on her mouth, and she was to die. The sheer amount of teeth, rows and rows of teeth. They cr- They gripped her so tight. Her skin started becoming paler by the second and I stood paralyzed in fear and shock. There it was. The truth. How could I not believe now? And in that moment, the horror in my bones rattled as Harry slowly looked at me. And through his lamprey mouth somehow, I could swear, he smiled at me. I ran away from that place as soon as I could and I still don't know why, why was I spared? But that was soon to be answered too, right? The text was now to talk about how exactly to become one for all this time. We've only assumed how these creatures come to be, how they're born into it, or do they become it somehow. I received the calling because I was destined to, because I had it in me too. And that horrified me. (sighs) What I witnessed there was murder. (laughs) The kind you'd see in fantasy novels of perverted old men. Looking and devouring a poor, innocent victim. And this wasn't supposed to be a reality. And on top of that, I got found out by the perpetrators. The... The Vamps. There is no way I wouldn't face the consequences. Whatever they may be. From then on, I'd I'd always felt like I had eyes on me. In my office, on the trolley, when I was sleeping, I knew I was being followed. I would have reported that to the police, but who who would listen to a man claiming to see vampires and not label him bonkers? I cannot even speak to Harry the same way, and (laughs) What's worse is I know he knows. And after that, there were incidents here and there. Apart from stalking that kept me at the edge of my seat. Some days, I'd wake up in the morning and find marks on my body. Sometimes there were Thin pink lines on my arms, like long paper cuts that stung like a bitch. The other times, I'd find puncher marks on my body, like the one on my thigh right now. No way my cat could have done something, anything like that. Some days, I knew there was someone in my room. but but I was too much of a sissy to confront the silhouettes in the shadows of my room. My stupid cat didn't give a fuck either. I should have gotten a dog. But when I heard a strange knock in the middle of the night and all that came through was a small note that gave the same domain address again, I was so scared that these people truly existed. That piece of paper was real. But I also knew I had to visit that site again. Then I had to go back. Check again. Check to see what more existed. And there it was. A new line. Coordinate, almost. And I was foolish enough to go in and, and to go and check the web page again. To see for my own self again. The reason I was there was because this location was shared in a private community post I saw on their website. The reason I was there was because I was curious to see the faces behind this nonsensical website. To see who these people were, surely. There were many more. The reason for me to delve in so soon after what happened that night. After I cannot look at Harry the same even though he smiles at me more and more. Because there was this naive part of me that wished all of this to be false. Even a hallucination, a paranoia, or a deeper disease seemed better to me. I went there to prove myself wrong. To prove that side of me wrong. I am going there tonight. I will go there, and I do not know what answers will come out of it, but I know I need to do it. Recording ends. A seemingly unfortunate account that reads almost like a suicide note. Mr. Carlyle has disappeared from formal records after January 1999. And so has Harry Tumult and a few more names whom I cannot quite pin a connection. Although the account of delusions seems straightforward and that of lamprey and eels and teeth too seems grounded, There have been similar accounts throughout the area of the same, and the increased cases seem to point to something, and I cannot believe I'm saying this, real. All the study into such beings and creatures, if we remove the mystical from it, seem to be pointing into a sane direction becoming almost believable. Although an old case, the account of Missy Smith's body shows marks that would exist if someone gripped her too hard, and the exanguinated state has a simple explanation. If, if we are to take Mr. Carlyle's account seriously. I am not a believer, but I do believe in whatever remains and whatever seems outright can be the truth, even though it seems unlikely. May the souls of the poor and the wicked alike rest in peace.